As more and more Pacific countries reopen their international borders, business owners in New Zealand and Australia are being urged by the ANZ Bank to see the region as more than a holiday destination. Samoa was one of the first countries in the world to close its borders to try and keep COVID-19 out of the community. It reopens next month after well over two years without international visitors. I'm joined by the country head of ANZ Samoa, Bernie Port, and New Zealand's Trade Commissioner for the Pacific, David Dewar. Welcome on Pacific Waves. Maybe starting with you, Bernie, tell us about this call and how you've been working together with David to get the message out there. So uh, uh, Dave gave me a call and uh, said we had a lot of businesses in New Zealand that uh, were interested in what's happening in Samoa. Um, and could we put a bit of a webinar together just to uh, give the New Zealand Zealand businesses an opportunity to hear firsthand of where we're at. Now, it's obviously a really exciting period for Samoa. We've been uh, locked up for the last couple of years, like the rest of the world, uh, and borders opening on the 1st of August. It kind of feels a little bit like Christmas is coming. Uh, there's a real buzz about the place. Uh, you know, we're one week out, um, super exciting time. So, so I might just add to that. Um, uh, this is part of a um, program of uh, webinars that we at New Zealand Trade and Enterprise have been offering in collaboration with ANZ Bank and also with the Pacific Exporters Network in New Zealand. Um, uh, we've been working with ANZ's uh, country heads in the various Pacific markets um, and drawing on their expertise um, and um, on the ground knowledge of what's happening in the uh, in the market economies out in the Pacific. Um, and we've been offering these webinars to interested businesses from New Zealand, from Australia, uh, and from around the region. So as, uh, as these markets um, reopen, um, following COVID, we're getting a really good sense and our businesses are getting a really good sense of um, what the economies are doing and some of the, the opportunities that are out there. Um, one of the key messages that we've been making from New Zealand Trade and Enterprise is that the Pacific is, of course, not only a, a fundamentally important region for New Zealand um, uh, in just about every aspect you care to name, but it's also a really important uh, economic and trading partner uh, as well. And so these webinars have been a really good opportunity to reinforce some of those opportunities um, uh, and, and some of those um, uh, things that New Zealand businesses can be well positioned to take, um, you know, to, to partner in on as the borders reopen. Uh, just going over some of the sectors, um, uh, obviously people are always aware of tourism, aware of the common sort of Pacific business models, but there there are, it is quite a, um, uh, a wide portfolio, isn't it, in terms of what you can do with business in the Pacific? It's incredibly varied. I, th I, I think um, this is one of those um, facets of, or one of the realities about um, New Zealand's trade with the region that you know, businesses that are working in those areas, they understand, um, but it's not so well understood, I think, outside of that um, immediate trading community. Our trade links with the Pacific are incredibly broad, uh, and New Zealand businesses are represented in just about every single economic sector, whether it's infrastructure or manufacturing, um, uh, through to, of course, the travel and tourism sector, which you're right, Koro, it, it that does account for a huge percentage of the trade. Um, but if I look at our goods exports, for example, which is still about 40% of the uh, you know, pre-COVID trade, um, there's everything from mechanical machinery, electrical machinery, um, through to fruit and foods and um, beverage trade as well. So a really, really broad export um, and trade portfolio, um, which is just fast, fantastic and exactly what you want to see in your trading partners. Yeah, uh, Bernie, uh, for, for Samoa with the reopening, sort of, is it, 
is has there had to have been much of a, a change to the way that you're doing things or um to make it as you as you prepare to reopen maybe just comment on pre-covid to now um emerging yeah sure so uh, if we go back to 2019 so the best tourism year that samoa's had uh, 190,000 visitors everything was going great and then uh, unfortunately we had first the measles um, epidemic, which was uh, absolutely tragic for Samoa. Um, our borders shut down in November, December. And then we became the first country in the world outside of China to show close our borders for the prevention of COVID. Um, so that was January 2020. Um, it's been really hard for the tourism operators. Um, you know, they've had to uh, switch their operating models move back to uh, a local uh, tourism offering, uh, which is a really limited market in a country like Samoa. So, you know, they've struggled um, and the banks have had to do a fair bit of the heavy lifting to get them to this date. Um, the last couple of months, it's about, you know, restaffing, uh, testing equipment, uh, uh, redoing kitchens, air conditioners, everything you possibly think about in the resort. And, you know, we're we're probably lucky in some respects. We've learned some some of the lessons from uh, some of the tourism operators in Fiji and the Cook Islands, um, and you know we think we're 100% ready to go come first uh, of August. So we're looking forward to welcoming a lot of people. Awesome! Thank you so much. Um, I guess the the initial press release was about not just looking at the Pacific destinations as as sort of travel destinations, but but also places to invest why is that message necessary like for, for me sitting where i am i thought that'd be like obvious but it, 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 obviously is there a bit of a disconnect is there yeah i think for a long time uh kiwis and aussies referred to the pacific as a tourism destination right it's a lovely place to go for a holiday white sandy beaches coconut trees and lovely people so why wouldn't you want to go and visit but you know, the Pacific countries are much more than that, as Dave alluded to. You know, for Samoa, tourism makes up 25-30% of the total economy. So part of the webinar was trying to, you know, tell people, you know, there's half a billion dollars in projects and they're going to hit the, the ground here in the next 12 to 18 months, um, including major sporting events. We're talking about hosting the Rugby Nines uh, tournament for the next 10 years here in Samoa. We've got Chogham uh, will be held in Samoa in the beginning of 2024. Um, you know, there's roading, there's new resorts going in. There's a lot of things that are happening here on the ground. So, um, and it's an opportunity for, you know, uh, businesses in New Zealand and Australia to partner with uh, local businesses and be part of what I believe will be one of the real growth success stories of the next sort of two to five years. Um, one, of the, one of the difficulties, I think, uh, businesses have in 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 the Pacific, and I think it gets worse as you go across Melanesia. But uh, yeah. is the, is the 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 difficulty of doing business, the risk of doing business, and just how long it takes for trade disputes to be resolved in in some of the Pacific countries. I guess those those issues. What would be your reassurances for businesses um, worried about the risk? I guess of coming into the Pacific. Yeah. Um, yeah, you go, Dave. Yes, and that sounds good, Bernie. I, I mean, I think the first point is that there's a risk to doing business um, everywhere, uh, and and every company that gets engaged in export um, has to do so, you know, with its eyes open and has to do its um, do its research, 
and be absolutely sure when it goes into any market that it's got a, um, a risk mitigation plan in place. Uh, and that's, you know, a, a very, you know, simple set of services that agencies like New Zealand Trade and Enterprise can help uh, companies with as they as they go into markets. There are other agencies out there, um, like, you know, the New Zealand Export Credit Office, uh, Ministry of Foreign Affairs and Trade, which also have, you know, uh, really important roles to play in networks across the region that New Zealand companies can take ad, uh, advantage of. Uh, and then, of course, you know, partners like ANZ um, uh, and other, you know, uh, other trading banks um, on the ground um, and you know, professional services providers and insurers all exist to, to, to play those roles. Um, I mean, you know, you, you make the point, Koroi, about um, uh, disputes taking a while to, you know, to be resolved. I mean, that, that can be true in just about any market, you know, and, and in developed markets as well. You know, you can, um, you can take a long time for, for disputes to, to, you know, um, reach resolution, which is why the trick is often not to get into a dispute in the first place. Um, and so, you know, that really does, you know, speak to that importance of doing your due diligence before you get into um, these sorts of engagements. And that then takes you to that point about um, relationships, which was, you know, and, and genuine partnerships and actually going, um, meeting the people that you're going to be working with, creating those relationships of trust. Um, and actually, that's an area that I think the Pacific really, you know, shines out uh, as a place where we've got a lot of familiarity. Um, we know one another well. There's a lot of family and whānau ties. Um, a lot of business has been done uh, in the past. And, and it's a, an area where Pacific and New Zealand businesses are really well placed, I think, to work together with one another to create those genuine, long-standing, trusting relationships that can be extremely successful over time. Did you want to add to that, Benny? Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more, you know, and uh, one of the things I keep saying to people is, um, you know, Samoa, Tonga, Cook Islands, um, the countries that I'm involved with, you know, the success for foreign investors in those countries is to, you know, visit the country, get the advice on the ground um, and visit often. You know, you can't build a relationship over a Zoom call or a, a video meeting. You need to actually come and feel the place and talk to other people on the ground and, you know, been really lucky over the last decade to witness um, some of the businesses that have come from New Zealand have done really well, exceptionally well in Samoa. But, um, you know, they've started small and, um, you know, they've actually invested and put people on the ground here to be really successful. So I think that's important. Um, <laughs> I hate um, bringing stuff up by the Pacific. That's not, not so nice, but um, there are a lot of... Um, I don't know, fly-by-night business or not not the kind of business that the Pacific wants to attract in the Pacific, but there are a lot of them and a lot of them operating in less than above-board ways to get ahead. And, and some of them are actually quite prominent in a lot of Pacific countries. Dealing with that that element, I guess, this isn't so much for investors, but a question to you guys, like how do you try and grow a legitimate, you know, a business and a community that is positive both for the for the islands and and for the people coming in given these kind of of operations that are existent across the region yeah I've, i'm happy to tackle that dave so look and i've i've heard the horror stories over the years you know people have sent things to the pacific and then they don't get paid and they can't work out why they don't get paid and you know when you you get a phone call saying bernie can you look into this and if it's mind-boggling you know business is not that complicated so and it's the same doing business across the pacific as it is in new zealand and australia everywhere you go so 
um, you know, people need to do their due diligence. They need to understand that the Pacific is not one country. It is, and if you have success in Samoa, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to have success in Fiji. You're going to have to invest the same amount of time, do the same amount of due diligence. All the countries have their own rules, laws, regulations. Um, they're sovereign nations in their own right. So, and collectively, they're a big market. Uh, but individually, they're all small markets and uh, they need to take that individual approach to be really successful across the region. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with that more. Um, I, I think that's absolutely right. And there's there's kind of two sides to it. Um, you know, one is that going back to that question you asked before, Corey, about, you know, doing your due diligence with the partners as a New Zealand business, doing your due diligence on who you're partnering with in the, in the region. But equally, um, you know, we, we need to be sure that we are um, going across as businesses, as representatives of New Zealand, of Aotearoa, and we are, you know, um, doing business the right way. Um, and, you know, at, at a most basic level, that's about making sure you're acting honestly um, and in accordance with the law um, and, you know, making sure you understand the law and the legal frameworks and the cultural frameworks that you're operating within. Um, and that's, again, uh, another area that NZTE exists to help um, businesses sort of understand that. We only want to work with businesses that are um, that are obviously behaving in a, in, in a good way. And, and by and large, I think we do. Um, but then equally, you know, the Pacific's not a place to make a quick buck. It's a place where, yes, there are huge opportunities, um, but but there are opportunities that have to, they'll only be realised over time. Um, and, you know, um, you need to be, as Bernie says, um, in it for the right reasons, going there regularly, genuinely connecting um, with your market um, and with your partners. And if you do that properly, um, you'll be rewarded in, in not just in financial terms, but also in, you know, just that connection you'll have with what is, in my view, the best region on the planet. It is one of the one of the best places in the world full of, you know, some of the best people. And um, that's really what I think we hear time and time again from New Zealand businesses that are active in the Pacific. They do it because they love it. Um, and I think one of the other stats that we see um, reflected very often is that more New Zealand businesses are trading in the Pacific than nearly any other market. Um, you know, I think uh, Stats New Zealand um, uh, produces this survey every four years. It's a business operations survey. And its most recent one in 2019 revealed that I think the Pacific is our number three most popular uh, export market with around three, nearly 3,200 New Zealand businesses operating there. It's behind only Australia and the US. So, you know, that, that shows you, I think, that there really are, there's that richness of connection um, there's, uh, there's a lot of opportunity there and a lot of companies are, uh, are really getting, um, a lot of value, um, out of their engagement in the region. Yeah. And I'll probably just end on that connection, obviously, um, haven't mentioned it, but very, very strong Pacific familial ties, cultural ties, uh, historical ties between the countries, I guess, is, does that make up just out of interest for myself, the bulk of, of the relationships? Or are there also, um, like non, non-cultural, non familial sort of businesses that are engaging? Um, it's a really good question, and it's one that I would love to get more data on. Unfortunately, that Stats New Zealand data, it doesn't disaggregate by business ownership or um, uh, all of that. So all I can answer is, is through anecdotal, um, you know, uh, response, which is that I've seen a huge mix, um, you know, a lot of really, really successful 
successful, um, you know, New Zealand Pacifica um, community businesses um, that are engaging through um, through family whānau sort of relationships, and equally, um, you know, non um, non family ties, you know. In, businesses that are just going in on a purely commercial basis have been doing so for many, many years um, and at varying, many varying sort of scales. Um, and again, operating really successfully there. Um, and I guess becoming family over time, uh, you know, after so many years. But Bernie, you might have a better idea sort of on the ground. Yeah, th thanks, Dave. Um, yeah, look, I'm just thinking about it, probably 80% have got some tie into family or they've married in somewhere in New Zealand. Uh, or, um, but you know, off the back of the webinar we did the other day, I've probably had half a dozen calls from random people in New Zealand that listened in on the webinar or saw the press release and, uh, you know, are interested in Samoa and made some inquiries. And, you know, um, you know, one of the things we're really good at at ANZ is trying to connect people with the right people. So we've been able to do that. And, you know, hopefully, you know, that will be the start of something big for those, those new businesses. So, yeah, it's certainly an interesting time.